Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Live in one second. Okay. Okay. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football today. Today we got a special edition. It's not about football today. It's going to be about the HBCUs from a band perspective. So if you like the video today, please come in and share it. We surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards Football. Special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landis. My guest today went to South Carolina State from 1973 to 1977. He was in the band. And he was there when they had the great Isaac Richardson and some other great band guys that came through South Carolina State, Reginald Thompson and William H. H. Jackson. But this gentleman right here, I met him in 1998 as an employee (laughs) at Turner Broadcasting. And I'm going to tell you a true story. Didn't know the gentleman was from South Carolina State, was in their band, and we kind of worked in the same area. But somebody told me we had a gathering like a week after I got hired. And somebody said, hey, man, you know, this gentleman from South Carolina State, he can really blow. And I said to myself, oh, okay. I know this gentleman can talk well because me and him have had several conversations, but not as deep as what happened that day. It was June of 1998. So we was having this event. And then somebody said, well, Oliver, get up and, 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 and sing something. And everybody knows him from the 901 Memphis, Tennessee. And he said, okay, you know, he was walking around proud, tired, and, and just looking all over the room. And then he broke out. I'm a soul man. <laughs> and it sent chills through my body. So today, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to bring up Oliver Nichols. Is he going to tell us about his experience at South Carolina State and also his journey through music? In his time at Turner Broadcast, and he did a lot of voiceover work at the Cartoon Network. So let me bring him up. How you doing today, Big O, Mr. Oliver Nichols? How you doing today? Oh, Vincent, Vincent, you're too kind. You're too kind, my brother. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm ready to roll. Hey, man, it's a blessing. You contacted me about a week and a half ago, and it was nice to hear from you. Well, we had some times at Turner from 1998 to 2006 when I was there. But one thing, man, I always respect about you was your talent, your ability to really keep everybody in the workforce going because of your wonderful voice. So before we get started, if you like the video, please come in and share it today because we got Oliver Nichols by way of Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina, by way of South Carolina yeah. State, and by way are right now performing in one of the greatest bands, Soul Atlanta. I hope I got that right. So, yeah, Mr. Oliver Nichols, tell us, man, how did the journey start from a childhood up to you where you're at now? Well, you know, Vincent, I, I, I actually really wanted to play football. And uh, my mom was a teacher and my daddy was a principal. And, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, you could, you could whip your kids. And you can whip him in high school and elementary school. And, uh, you know, the rulers and the straps and everything. And uh, But in the afternoon, I would, you know, sneak out and play football with the upperclassmen. Uh, one day, 
one of my old girlfriends told mama and uh, mama's like, you know, went out there on the field, grabbed me and, uh, you know, and set me down and said, you know, I discipline all your, your competition. So when they try to hit you, they're going to try to kill you. And I kind of laughed. But, you know, that's how it was back then. I really wanted to play football. So uh, the the long story of it is uh, Mr. Truesdale, the band director, my father was talking to him, saying that, you know, okay, I'm going to put you on a trumpet. You and and four of your little thugs, you know. And uh, so the first song I ever learned on the trumpet was Land of a Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett. And it was just one vowel. And I was hooked. And through college, you know, I I started the marching band, but then I stopped and got into the concert band. And what I really wanted to do was be on the choir because there were so many good looking girls in the choir. So I began singing in the choir. Uh, and from there, I just, you know, took up everything else. Uh, but HBCU, when you go into a black college, you're in a town. I mean, everything is there. You don't have to worry about anything. And the music, uh, was interesting because of the curriculum. You could listen to funk. You, you could watch jazz. You could sing gospel. Uh, you could uh, do everything that was culturally aware uh, at that time. And uh, everybody in the music department was, uh, I was impressed by everybody there, my, my, my vocal teachers, uh, my choir directors, my band directors. They set you down and you learned everything. Uh, but there was one factor that they all taught me. You know, you can sing in front of your friends and they're going to love you. You can sing in front of your teachers and they're going to grade you. But the biggest test you'll ever have is out there on the field singing in front of people you don't know. And uh, that impressed me to the point of testing myself by faith. And uh, I started doing that. And I started going into these bands, these, these funk bands, these jazz bands, and I started singing. And uh, I, I, I kind of knew I started writing songs and compositions. Uh, because I knew how to write for the trumpet and trombone and, and uh, <clears throat> picked up a guitar, started playing it. So, I mean, it, it uh, the HBCU life to me was very impressive because it got me started on my way. I know one thing that we used to talk about about you as attorney, you explained to me how to, and you kind of explained it in the last few words, you said that the HBCU give, gave you that benefit of that vast musical and cultural experience. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, you know, it's part of my DNA now. Um, uh, you know, uh, I was never in the fraternities. I was always in the social clubs, uh, but all my friends were in fraternities. And, uh, you know, I would sing, I would sing for, for Omega and Kappas, Sigmas, on their hell week, they, you know, they had background vocals. They would do what, do the childlikes or the spinners or the temptations, but they wanted me to sing. And I was a big draw. So it was like 
creating a fan base in college. So uh, that was the great part about it because, you know, the fraternities loved me. Sororities loved me. Uh, the social group, and I ended up going into a social fraternity called Mu Phi Mu. And the motto was love and friendship does not arise from length of acquaintanceship, but from a mutual understanding. And that impressed me. And uh, we did a lot of community work. We did a lot of social work for with other fraternities and sororities. And uh, uh, it, was, it, it was very impressive. But the curriculum at these HBCUs, they teach you everything. Nothing was held back uh, from the advent of slavery to the progression of, of, of modern day times uh, to the news that was happening. Uh, nothing was held back. I'm so depressed about education now because they're holding back a lot of important things. I mean, uh, I was born the year before Emmett Till was killed. And my mother, um, long story short, uh, my mother protected me because I was the only child. And uh, when Emmett Till started coming out on Jet Magazine and, and uh, Essence, well, well, Ebony, obviously, Essence wasn't around there, but Jet Magazine and Ebony and showing it, it created something about all mothers protecting their sons. Uh, you just didn't know what was going out there. And me being brought up in the 60s was just as bad. So the protection part of my parents played an important part. And uh, the importance of AM radio back then, I listened to the radio all the time because the dials were so short. You can get Mahalia Jackson, Johnny Cash, Ella Fitzgerald, um, Ray Charles, uh, Otis Redd and Sam Cooke, uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford. You get all the music. So it was not just R&B and blues. It was everything. And um, Mama would always tell me, whenever you're doing a song, First of all, sing a song you believe in, and then whatever song you do, keep gospel in it. And uh, when I started these three bands, Tribute, a celebration of the Almond Brothers Band, which is a Southern rock blues band, Soul Hound, my, my band, which is a funk and roll band, and the new band I've got, which is Atlanta Soul Power, a celebration of James Brown, uh, all based in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I keep the gospel in it. And I don't split and do the stuff in the mashed potatoes like James used to do, but I keep the tone and I keep the sound and I hold my notes and I scream on key. And uh, yeah, it's very impressive. But the, the biggest part, what we talked about is the cultural experience, singing in front of people you don't know, singing in front of people that never seen you before uh, and impressing them with your presence and your, your emotion. And at the end of the show, you build a fan base. People come back and bring their friends and so on and so on. And that's how I became who I am now. Uh, and as I was singing at CNN and TBS with you, I was in Soul Hound doing night gigs. So at, in the daytimes, I was exhausted. But I did my work. I made my friends. I love you guys. You guys had me laughing. And on Monday Night Football, when Tuesday morning came around, it was a free-for-all because everybody loved the Monday night football and Sunday. 
And the free-for-all would be, you know, everybody trying to out-argue each other. And that was the greatest part about uh, being at TBS and meeting you, Vince, because you had me laughing almost every week, man. It was just always something. Now, you know, we used to have this conversation who had the best HBCU football players. And the argument came sometime with South Carolina State when you was there. Ricky Anderson that played with the Chargers. Harry Carson that played yeah. with the Giants. Yeah. Donnie Shell that played with the Steelers. Donnie Shell, yeah, yeah. That's the clean scale with the Cowboys, Mickey Sims, yeah. and Cleveland Browns. So I got another yeah, Mickey question Sims. for you. I got another question for you, Mr. Nichols. Yes, sir. Sports is one of the most important activities in our education with HBCU sports. How can music relate to that when you was there in the educational experience? Because, you know, everyone well, talk about HBCUs, everybody talk about the football present, but tell us how the music relates to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Mitchell Hall. Mitchell Hall was a, a place where all the athletes from Mickey Sims and Harry Carlson and Donnie Shell, they were all there when I was there. Um, they would always go to the dorms and check out the record players and the eight tracks at the time. And, uh, you know, today you've got professional football players, you've got professional ball players. You always see them geeking themselves up with music, focusing on their, their strengths and weaknesses, tuning everybody out, getting into their music to strengthen their, their courage and to strengthen their, their body language. Uh, and it, it was that way in college. You had football players interested in music, uh, wanting to listen to music to get them amped up, buying 45s, buying 8-tracks, buying cassettes at the time, and even vinyl, just to geek themselves up to play a game. Uh, you had, there were some football players that had little tape recorders at the time uh, and little, little, little white earphones, putting it in their ears, getting themselves ready. So music is always a, a focus of encouragement, power, uh, knowing that it's individual for every athlete and every musician to know that you're going to put your whole body out there, your whole strengths out there. And um, it, that's the cultural similarity with athletes and musicians. You, you, athletes prone themselves geek themselves up, getting ready to play, um, high-fiving, encouraging each other by the songs that they love, and uh, uh, moving through a game with, you know, knowing that, you know, everything that you've learned, it doesn't really matter because you're going to get contact and you're going to have to run through, throw, catch, three-point, two-point layup, anything that an athlete has to do is with his body and his mind and his spirit. And music keeps you focused and music geeks you up. And the same thing with musicians. Uh, I get nervous before going out in front of thousands of people, but I always go into myself and pull out the best. And I know that the musicians around me are just as good as I am. And just like athletes, they got my back. And I know the musicians have my back. So it's a parallel with the, with the mental capacity of how strong music can be for athletes 
and musicians. Oliver, we got our producer here at 100 Yards Football, Mr. Logan Landis, want to jump in and ask you a question. Go yes, ahead, sir. Mr. Landis. Thank you, Mr. Turner. So, Mr. Nichols, I'm going to switch things over here. Vincent's doing a good job with the music. Let's talk about some of your voice acting work. Uh, for, okay. You know, like with, with uh, Cartoon Network, a station I grew up watching <laughs> as a youth. Yeah. Tell, me about, tell me about that experience, how you got that <laughs> opportunity uh, and, and a little bit of your time there. Well, you know, it, it started in 1995. Um, I started working there in 1995 and uh, in the mailroom. And uh, they had this camera, uh, and uh, they needed it taken to CNN, uh, seventh floor from TBS. Uh, and I said, okay, I'll, I, why not? I'll take it. So um, uh, the, my boss at the time uh, gave me the keys to the van. So I went and took, you know, to uh, went and took the camera to uh, uh, the seventh floor production the guy named Waldy Cravas. And uh, uh, Donnell Scott, who was my boss, called ahead and said that Oliver's coming with this camera to get fixed from, uh, you know, from, I guess, whatever they were doing at that time. So I, I took this camera and I, I gave it to Waldy. And uh, Waldy took it, signed for it, took it back. Next thing I knew, I had to take another camera back to Waldy. So by the end of the day, I had taken six cameras back to Waldy Cravas. And he said, I've never had anybody uh, stop, not stop to uh, you know, do what they wanted to do to take these cameras. You're five minutes away and you do it in three. And I said, yeah. He said, I'm just going to just mention you to Cartoon Network. Uh, they have cameras, too, but they, they're mostly animation uh, for productivity and promotion. So uh, <clears throat> I knew one person there at Cartoon Network, and his name was Stuart Shackley. He's the one that got me the job at CNN because I was working at One Stop Records distributorships on Memorial Drive, and they went under. So Stu had worked for me with Franklin Music, Turtles, and Camelot Music, and Peppermints. I mean, I've been, a, I've been through a lot of uh, record stores. And uh, he said, Ollie, come on in, man. Come on in. Uh, I'll get you a job at the mailroom. So I got in the mailroom. So um, Waldy had talked to Mike Lazo. And Mike Lazo was a friend of Stuart Shackley because Mike Lazo went to Georgia State and uh, was working part-time at Turtles on Ponce de Leon. And Stuart Shackley was his manager. So they had a great relationship. Uh, and when uh, Lazo got to Turner, it was Christmas time in 1990. Oh, looks like he has dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We'll try Nichols and get you back on. Yes, sir. All right. Let's see here. So while we wait for Mr. Nichols to come back on, Vincent, uh, describe, you, you say you work with him for a little bit of time, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, like I said, Oliver was one of those guys who worked at the mail center, and then we did a lot of work on the outside. I did some freelance work with Turner Sports, but Oliver really did a lot of work, like I said, Cartoon Network, and then you hear his great voice that you're hearing right now. 
and he did a lot of work at Cartoon Network. But what I really came amazed with Oliver was just his ability. When we used to have so many events, he would sing certain songs, man. Like I say, Soul Man by Sam and mm -hmm. Dave, one of my favorite classics. And then other old songs. Uh, I'll be there. Another classic. He was a guy that if you want to hear old school music done at a high level, he was that guy. And then also a very spiritual guy, too. A guy that was yep. uplifting. Very uplifting in the days that when we started at Turner, it was a lot of competition, but it was also very competitive. Right. Right. And, and you know, sometimes yes, like say, it's always good to have those kind of people there that and, and like I say, he's got that that great voice that you were talking about. Like I say, he's in three bands. And uh, it's always good to just have people along those lines at work. Whenever you're having a tough day, it's just, just it's someone you can talk with uh, who, who's just a, a kind person who can get you through a lot. And uh, it certainly seems like that's what Mr. Nichols is there to do whenever you guys work together uh, back at Turner back in the day. And, uh, you know, like you said, he's doing some great things now. And uh, and it, it's a great it's, like I said, great opportunity to have him on, talk with him for a little bit. Hopefully we can get him back, back on here soon. And uh, yeah, we can continue our conversation with him about his time at Cartoon Network. And like you said, Mr. Turner, he's done great things in music as well. And uh, he, he's just been doing a lot. I mean, touring with three separate bands. Like you said, it's nice to see too that, you know, he, he that you, you see people who, who are in bands who are, you know, singers and they're saying, oh, you know, I'm confident. I got this. I'm going to rock this. But it's nice to see whenever you guys were talking about that, that he was saying, you know, sometimes I do get I do get nervous before shows, but that it, it brings that uh, that that little bit of humanity back to it. You know what I mean? Well, remember what he said when his earlier lines just a few minutes ago. He said he was primarily in the gospel and funk. Yes, sir. And like I said back then, he was really knowing Oliver. We used to discuss a lot the Ohio players, yes, one sir. of the most outstanding funk bands. Then Parliament and Funkadelics. Back then, then he was a big Steve Arrington guy too. Used yes, to sir. play sing a lot of Steve Arrington songs. And then uh, I said we got hello? Mr. back coming back now. Yes, sir. Okay, to make yeah, to make a long story short, I, I got the audition, I went in and I breathed on the mic. And when I breathed on the mic, <laughs> all the heads in Cartoon Network <laughs> rose up. And uh a guy named Michelle Rodney said, Could you read what was on the on the uh manuscript and i read it and they laughed and then and then uh vishal uh, rodney said can you cry like a baby i said yeah i cried like a baby he said can you die like an old man like a villain and i died like a villain and i didn't think anything about it two weeks later there were balloons on the docks and uh, I ended up being uh, the mailroom guy at at Cartoon Network, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I ended up being Voltar, uh, the last series of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And that got me into how Puff Girls, uh, Dexter's Laboratory, um, uh, eventually uh, 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 Adult Swim started. So I started being on Squidbillies. And I was a thug on Boondocks and uh, Aqua Teen. And so forth and so on. So uh, they had an award. Are you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And they had an award. They had an award show, and uh, they had all the kids phone in and and email about who died the best on Cartoon Network shows, and it was me. 
And uh, I got an award. I still have it. I wish you guys could see it. It's funny as all get out uh, about uh, you know, a coffin. It's a coffin uh, on a trophy. <laughs> and um, uh, that's, you know, I get I get a whole lot of jokes and, and laughs to this day when people are like, what's that coffin doing on the trophy? <laughs> and I have to tell them this whole story about how I died uh, on, on all Cartoon Network stuff because I was never a star. I was always a villain and the good guys would always kill me. Right. And um, you know, that's, you know, how I became the star. I, I died beautifully. Uh, but I was also a thug on Boondocks and I was also hardcore on uh, Squidbillies and, uh, uh, you know, so many other character references on a lot of the shows. Even the Star Wars animation that eventually went to Disney. I was one of the villains on there. Um, uh, fortunately, I did get a little residual from Disney, which is nice. I really appreciate that. So it it, it goes to show you that uh, even at Best Buy or even at um, any of the electronic stores, if they have Space Ghost Coast to Coast or Squidbillies or um, uh, Aqua Teen on DVD, uh, you're you're in you're in for the whole world to see. That's your longevity. It's so funny that, you know, uh, uh, my own little niece, uh, who's 33 years old now, uh, we were walking into, into I, I think it was Best Buy, and she said, I'm going to walk over here and see if your, your DVD's over here. And it was a Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And she picked up looking at the back and said, like, oh, Hey, you are asking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's great, it's great to have longevity on cartoons. Yes. Sir. I, I had I had no idea I would be doing that, uh, but thanks to Stuart Shackley and Mike Lazo and Keith Crawford, Michelle Rodney, and even Donnell Scott, who got me courage uh, to beat him, uh, just to beat him, to make him make my boss sit down and say, "Stop calling me Oliver." And can I start calling me Mr. Nichols? And to this day, he still laughs at that, you know, so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Th thank you so much for that. Mr. Turner, I'll kick it back to you. You can wrap up this interview here with Mr. Nichols. Mr. Nichols. Yes, sir. Sometimes, sometimes you have to go back to appreciate where you are as of today. And yeah. if you had a chance to talk to yourself in high school, college, or where you are in your professional business, what would you say to him? You know, I would sit that person down, that little boy down, and, and tell him he's going to have a lot of peaks and valleys. Uh, don't give up. Uh, even when tragedy hits you, don't you give up. If you like music, stay with it. Whatever you're going to do, do it. Do it with a passion and do it with grace and never insult always appreciate and encourage. Um, if I had to do everything over again, you know, Vincent, I would. I, I know that that's a hard thing for anybody to say these days, but where I've come from and where I am now, uh, all those troubles got me here. And all those encouragements got me here. All the jokes, all the laughs, 
all the people that I sung in front of got me here. Um, even when, uh, when Cartoon Network went to Brazil for a Comic-Con and I didn't go with them, I got slews of texts from people who did me on Cartoon Network. They translated my voice and they were in awe to talk to me. And those are things that the little the little nuggets, the little Easter eggs that you you find on this road that you take uh, as I am. I'm, I'm 66 now and I'm not stopping. I can't. And I don't know how to stop. I enjoy music. I, I enjoy sports. I enjoy South Carolina State. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy Mars Brown is coming back because uh, I am AME. And uh, that was, you know, one of the schools that that held me close when I got to Atlanta because I didn't know nobody. I had no family. We lost Mr. Nichols again. Obviously, we have some problems with um, his email today here on 100 Yards Football. Hopefully, he can come back and join us. As he was talking about the appreciation he has for coming back and where his life has gone, those were some real good questions you asked him, Logan, about his time in the Cartoon Network. And I remember when Mr. Nichols was going through that and a lot of work he was giving. But I remember on some of those projects he was doing, the voice was crystal clear, mm-hmm. very professional at another high level. And that's what Mr. Avalon Nichols was all about, the professionalism and the ability to bring that out. And it also trickled down throughout the whole workforce at Turner. But the reason I brought him on today because of his story, and hopefully when he gets back to us, I got maybe two more questions to wrap up with him as we wait for him here on 100 Yards Football. But today I'd like to apologize to our audience that uh, it's been one of those days, man, that <laughs> I can't explain it. When yeah. we stay here living, I'm still blessed. A lot of people have been great to us over the past few months and really promoting this show. One gentleman out of Ruston, Louisiana, Mr. Jim Maryland, has just been a tremendous blessing to us, all the wonderful guests. So you can hit it all the time, 99% of the time on social media, but there's going to be that 1% that sometimes you're going to have trouble. And today, I guess, is a 1% that's really kind of hitting 100 yards to Bob. But we want to apologize. And hopefully, Mr. Nichols yes, is back up with us. There he goes again. There we go. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm talking too long. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good, Mr. Nichols. I don't know, man. I don't This is crazy. But uh, but it is, it is windy here. And uh, I don't know whether that's got a lot to do with, you know, our signal. I don't know, but um, that I don't know what you where you stopped me at. But that's what I would tell my little my little self when I was young, if I was young. Okay. My final question, and we're gonna wrap this up with, is that okay? When you look at all the HBCU marching bands and from a musical standpoint, oh, yeah. oh, wow. what makes South Carolina State the special one out of all of them? Wow. What makes them better than Grambling? Florida and wow. Southern. Wow. You was there, wow. so tell the, tell the final yeah. word to that today, my brother. It, it's really hard to say. It's it's really hard to say because all the bands that you've mentioned are just top shelf. Uh, 
you know, it's it's really hard to to to, to distinguish the, all all of them, but the one thing that all of them have is the freedom to do what they want to do on that field. Uh, the freedom that they, they, they shake their shimmies and they jiggle and they, and they, they split uh, drum majors doing the fantastic job. South Carolina state was a part of that. And uh, you know, it wasn't as many as the marching 100. It wasn't as vast as the tuba section at Grambling, but we all, the tuba sections, they all twirled the tubas. Uh, the, the drum majors didn't take no crap. Uh, the trumpets and the, the bands were just as good. It's, it's really hard to distinguish the two because once you hear them, you're going to fall in love with them anyway. It's just the idea that you're a South Carolina State Ike and not a Florida Rattler or a Grambling you know, a, a Grambling University guy, or a Arkansas A.M.N. or a Tennessee State person. It's it's just your fan base. It's it's hard to distinguish uh, what makes one band better than the other because to me they're all just top shelf. Well, Mr. Nichols, you know that um, I had asked you to do something today for me, and with the final words today. <laughs> I like you to give us that 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 freestyle out <laughs> around right quick for our audience of 100 yards football. Do you need to give me give you a drum roll? No, no, no. So whenever you call me, I'll be there. Whenever you need me, I'll be there. Whenever you want me, I'll be there. I'll be around, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. V. Thank you, Mr. Oliver Nichols. God Dr. bless v. you, Dr. God v. Bless. Dr. V. Man, I God. love you, man. Give my love to everybody. Give my love to your family. Uh, happy years for all of you guys, man. And uh, what we went through today is <laughs> worth it. <laughs> hey, sometimes, as I say, man, we get it right here 99% of the time here on 100 Yards Football. Everything is not going to be perfect, but it's the right. adversity that you have to go through and you have to really understand that God is in this plan. And, man, Absolutely. over the past month, I've had so many tremendous blessings. So even though yeah. it didn't go well today, yeah. I can still walk out of here with my chest up because I had a great individual on with me today, a great friend from the past, Mr. Oliver Nichols Thank out you, of Charleston, South Carolina, South Carolina State. So, brother, your final you, word. Brother. Your final word. Yeah, uh, my final word to the audience is uh, look up Tribute, ABB.com. Look up Soul Hound on Facebook and YouTube, Atlanta Bands. And also Atlanta Soul Power, a celebration of James Brown, also on Facebook and all YouTube searches. And uh, check me out. If you like what you feel, hear and see, uh, enjoy it, like it, uh, keep in touch with me. And uh, right now, uh, I consider you guys my family. It's good to talk to you, by, to, to both of you guys. I love you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you to Mr. Oliver Nichols today. 
I want to give special thanks to our team here, 100 Yards of Football, Mr. Logan Landis, outstanding job today. To my business partner, Rodney Keebler, Brooklyn, New York. To a gentleman who wasn't with us today, outstanding voice, Mr. Mark Denham, a.k.a. Mark Bass. To Mr. Jeremiah Long, thank you. And to a young man who's been a very highly inspiration to me over the last month, Mr. Jim Maryland. Southern University, Ruston, Louisiana, Bramley, Louisiana. I can't say no more for him. But today, my (laughs) final words here on 100 Yards Football, I'm going to go with Mr. Nichols stated in his opening statement, and I'm going to leave it like this. This tells everyone's life who's been in this business and journey. To move forward, to move upward, risks are always taken. Nothing is ever given. God bless you, 100 Yards Football. Thank you, and thank you once again to Mr. Oliver Nichols and to the team of 100 Yards Football. God bless, and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you, my brother. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.